happening in the Advent uh, season. Uh, three communities have talked about joy, hope, and peace. Um, and now the Edgewater community is privileged to talk about love. Uh, during the next 15 minutes or so, we will have uh, Jillian lead us through the Christmas story, um, followed by Ian with a prayer. Ian will also do a scripture reading. Uh, Kareen will lead us in communion, and Eden will read a scripture. Uh, during this time, both uh, Daniel and Chelsea will be doing some paintings. All of this is to speak truth about the Father's love for us as an act of worship. And now I will be passing it to you, Jillian, to uh, bring us in with the Christmas story. I'm going to be reading from Luke 2, 1 through 21 in the NIV, and this is the Christmas story, the birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room, no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord had told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. I'm going to read a prayer uh, regarding love for our community. 
God, teach us to remember this Advent season what love really means. When we declare our intention to love like Jesus, don't let us settle for a love that's safe and bordered. Don't let us love only those who look or act and think like us, only those who we deem deserving and only those who are lovable. I ask you, teach us how to really love like Jesus, to love those that the world doesn't. Teach us to open our arms wide to others, even when it means exposing ourselves to discomfort or danger or even death. Give us courage to love relentlessly and to risk being hurt. Let us prefer being betrayed as you were rather than refusing to embrace the person next to us. Teach us a love that is unrestricted, unbounded, and unrelenting. Make us humble. Let us think less about ourselves and more about the world and the people around us. Help us set aside our own wants and needs, trusting that you are in control of them all, and then fill up that empty space with the powerful and sacrificial love displayed by you sending your son to earth as a man, and the love Jesus showed in taking our transgressions and dying in our place on the cross to fulfill the debt that we owed. Thank you for your love that is beyond understanding. Please help us to tangibly display that love to the world around us. Amen. Now I'm going to read 1 John 4, 9 through 19. By this, the love of God is revealed in us, that God has sent his one and only Son into the world so that we may live through him. In this love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, if God so loved us, then we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God resides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we reside in God, and he in us, that he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son to the Savior of the world. If anyone confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God resides in him, and he in God. And we have come to know and to believe the love that God has in us. God is love, and the one who resides in love resides in God, and God resides in him. By this, love is perfected with us, so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, because just as Jesus is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfection drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears punishment has not been perfected in love. We love because he loved us first. Uh, now we'll just have a moment of reflection on that scripture, and then Kareen will lead us in communion. this time, I just want to invite everyone to the tables. There's one up here up front with me. There's one over to the side next to Rick. Um, if everyone will gather the elements and then make their way back to their seats, we will take this together.
I'm going to read a passage from Luke first. Luke 22, 19 through 20. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup, after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Let's take the cup and the bread together. I'm going to pray over communion. Jesus, thank you for giving us a reason to remember, reflect, and celebrate this Advent season. Thank you for giving us joy, peace, hope, and love. I pray that as we continue in our week and in our lives, we would follow your perfect example of the love you have set for us and be an example to those around us. We love you. Amen. gonna read this first. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Uh, we'd like to say thank you for listening. <clears throat> I would hope that through this opportunity to uh, reflect on love that the Father has for us uh, through this Advent season, uh, that you would get to reflect on all of it, love, joy, peace, and hope. Um, at this time, um, as you've noticed, we have had two people painting, uh, and we would just like to take a moment and uh, kind of reflect on these two paintings. Um, I'm going to go over to Chelsea's first. Uh, this is kind of big picture, large scale. Uh, and one of them over here, Daniel's, is kind of more personal, very um, more on a small scale. So uh, the larger scale, this picture that Chelsea uh, painted for us is showing the greatness, the power, the authority of the Father. Great job in 15 minutes. <laughs> You too, Daniel. And um, the small scale kind of showing the personal closeness, the relationship, the loving uh, portion. Both of these are kind of combined through the, the birth of Jesus. This is a gift for all of us to uh, pursue together. It has been a pleasure reflecting on the love that Christ has for each and every one of us. And now we would love to invite the Simcoes up uh, for their story time. Thank you all.
know where the, the mic stand? It's back. Impale myself on this. So um, we are going to share a song with you all, but the first part of what we wanted to, to just talk about was um, just a personal story about love, and I'm not sure where to start <clears throat> exactly, but back um, when our son, our, our middle child, Quinlan, passed away in 2015, um, one of the last times that I tangibly felt God's love was in presence was kind of in the, the hospital room. And after that, um, for about a year and a half, there was just uh, kind of a fog that um, if you've ever lost someone close to you, you understand like you're kind of mentally and you're just kind of survival mode. But I came out of that and um, I've struggled with uh, depression and mental health things before that, but that was kind of a prolonged season after that of um, just walking in that, that darkness. And it's still something that's, that's with me that I'm, I'm working on, God's working on. Um, but in 2018, after Rick had become the pastor here, um, him and I were at, um, at a Holy Spirit conference in downtown Portland. And um, there was about 45 minutes of just amazing worship and by the end of it the whole room there was just this tangible like it's hard to even even describe really just the the thickness of God's presence there I mean like everyone in the room felt it um, one of the leaders got up and was um, I don't know if you've experienced this but like was speaking about hey you know um, this is not for all of you but for some of you right now um, I can't remember exactly what he shared, but essentially it was like, if, if you're feeling God's presence or you're feeling like you've been distant from God's love and um, God's asking you right now to just come forward and, and there's a prayer team there to pray for you. And um, I just remember I was kind of standing there and I was like, huh. And then all of a sudden it was just this like, this inclination like so strong I was like I need to go <laughs> I need to go up there and I left Rick in his spot and just went up to the front and um, knelt down and there was just people that would come up and put their hands on you and you could kind of hear them praying for you but there was also music happening and um, there was also other ministry happening of specific people that God was reaching out to in prayer uh, praying for, but during that time, it, it was hard to really describe, but I think the way I would describe it is that um, I've intellectually, for those past several years since losing our son, like, I know God loves me intellectually, like, I know um, God loves the world, I know God loves me and died for me, but it was like this light went on in the darkness, and it was like I felt God's love again, and so that was just a powerful moment, I think a breakthrough moment where, um, and actually Colsey reminded me of it, we were thinking about what, what to share 
what, what Sunday to share, and Colsey reminded me of that, and it was just like, wow, yeah, that, that was a, a major moment where I started to feel God's love again. And so um, this song, which is a song by Corey Asbury that he sings with his wife, we're going to sing. Um, and there's two parts to the song. There's the part of the guy singing, Corey singing, myself, that I'm going to sing, which is kind of, and you listen to the lyrics, it's someone who's struggling to accept God's love. And um, there's a lot of lyrics in here that are deeply personal for me. The first time I listened to this song, um, there's a video of it, and he and his wife sing it together. And I was like, I was completely wrecked the first five times I listened to it. I just cry every time because it was so, you know, certain songs like just really strike that chord. And it's like, this is me. This is the way I feel. I struggle to feel like I'm enough. I struggle to feel like, am I enough? Am I going to try harder? And I would, you know, keep trying harder and harder and trying everything to end uh, depression, trying everything to get close to God, but feeling like nothing is working. And anyway, then um, Colsey is going to sing the woman's part from God's perspective, speaking in response to this cry. So I want you to listen to the lyrics, and, and um, I hope that this can be an encouragement for you, especially uh, those of you who may be just in a dark season or a hard season or feeling like God's love is distant, or you feel like, am I really worthy of God's love? I'm such a mess, or I'm such a failure. And um, so I'm going to set up uh, the guitar, but Colson, do you have anything you want to share? Um, I just think I want to add that, gosh, I'm so emotional all the time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, but this song was really important to me, too. Um, watching Jonathan walk through depression is one of the hardest things I've ever done. And, um, I think the hardest part of it is knowing how much God loves him and not being able to communicate that to him. And, um... I don't want that to sound like, oh, I always know how much God loves me because I do. I mean, we all have our times and our moments, and I've had years of insecurities where I have not been secure in God's love or love of other people. Um, but the words here are like, yes, this is what I want you to hear. So if you are feeling that way today, I want you to hear these words not coming from me, but coming from God, and please know how much he loves you. <clears throat> Dear God, I've been trying awful hard to make you proud of me. But it seems the harder I try, all oh, the harder it becomes. And I feel like giving up most of the time. Dear God, I've been chasing their approval and it's killing me and I know the more I have to prove 
all the less I have to show and I'm stuck inside my head most of the time but if I pray a little harder if I follow all the rules I wonder could I ever be enough cause I try and try just to fall back down again and I ask myself why do I try to chase the wind should I lean into the mystery maybe hope is found in a melody so I want to try again oh I'm gonna try again I love you and I'm proud of you and please believe the thoughts I have for you will never change or fade away when you felt like giving up I never did Cause I'm not scared of imperfections Or the questions in your head I know that you have always been enough Cause you tried and tried And I saw you wrestle with Every how and every why I was right there listening So just fall into the mystery I'll meet you in the melody Try just to try again My child, would you try again? My child, you can love again